Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 10th of December, 2021, just in case you forgot. I won't be able to say that much longer. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm here with David Scott. Scotty, you're looking pretty relaxed right now, I got to say. I feel relaxed. It's uh, it's a great time, Friday afternoon, so I'm uh, enjoying myself. Okay, and he has not yet been drinking. Um, you should see not, him in not, about not two the, hours. Not, the, not you know of. Kidding. Um, look, it was not the best end to the week, I got to say, a bit of a Friday fizzle, but uh, I think it just speaks volumes about what we're waiting for tonight. I just saw somebody put a tweet out saying, get extra chocolate and wine, eat it before the US inflation read, because it's going to be more expensive tomorrow. Yeah, we saw that big bounce over the uh, the middle of the week, and now a little bit of profit taking the last couple of days. So it's uh, that big event, because that's going to lay the foundation to what the Fed's going to go and do uh, come Thursday morning, our time next week. It's going to be an absolute cracker, and uh, yeah, that uh, that figure, if it comes out seven percent annualized plus uh, tonight, uh, that is going to get the uh, the hawks really stirring on the FOMC committee. Yeah, because uh, that's not really what the forecast is. So seven percent plus would be a beat on expectations. I don't know, Scotty. I don't usually go with my gut, but something tells me, something tells me it's not going to get there. Yeah, well. If not, but still, we've got to put into context, it's already sitting at the highest level since 1990. It's almost certain to go up in annualized terms. So we're probably looking at something, uh, the highest uh, annual rate since the 1980s. Core is still going to be somewhere around 5%. Of course, the Fed's got a 2% mandate. So uh, it all points to a pretty uh, interesting time for the Fed come, uh, come next week. Yeah, well, next week, I think that we're pretty much consensus that there will be a, a an increase in the pace of taper, setting the reserve... Uh, the reserve up to, you know, potentially cut mid next year, mid 2022. So that's my point is if it comes in around expectations, not too hot, and we already have the market prepped for this change in tack coming from the FOMC, does that then take the sting out of it? Will there be, you know, less of a, oh, I hate to use it again, taper tantrum. Uh, potentially, but if we get a really hot number, and look, we might not, of course, it's, uh, it's uh, two sides of the coin, uh, but if we get a really hot number, we also get updated uh, forecasts and rejections from the Fed members, individual members next week, including the fabled dot plot, which I've written about in the past. I think it uh, provides I know, more uncertainty than uncertainty. If we get a really hot number, there's likely to be more dots indicating rate hikes next year. Uh, and that would probably not go down too well with markets. So it's already a lot has been brought forward when it comes to tightening. Uh, if it gets any more aggressive, then uh, certainly there have to be probably a little bit of a recalibration across uh, several asset classes. Well, look, we are just speculating right now because, of course, we're waiting for that read. So why don't we move on from that? Is In terms of what moved the market today, uh, we did see uh, some selling coming into iron ore. Now, that is because we did see the iron ore price come under some pressure. After, you know, what we've seen is a pretty good 
pretty good read coming through for Iron Ore this week. Um, so Dalian Iron Ore was down by one and a half percent last time I checked. But, you know, to my point, set for the third straight weekly gain. Um, so that's not looking too bad there. But I did want to mention just in tandem with Iron Ore, Fortescue Metals. Big news today that Elizabeth Gaines, the CEO of Fortescue, will be stepping down from the CEO role as the company continues to transition to well, to be a more greener enterprise, I had somebody in the newsroom just say, so what are we saying? Fortescue's moving away from iron ore? Thought, nope, premature. <laughs> very, very premature for that. But they are trying to do it in a greener fashion. And of course, all of what we've heard from Fortescue Future Industries. Um, so look, by the end of the day, Fortescue wasn't moving, you know, too out of step with what was going on in the rest of the metals and mining complex. But there's one to take note of in terms of company moves. Um, Iluca was out today. It uh, saw its price target raised by about 11% to $12 a share um, by Macquarie. And what I mean by out, I meant up, up, uh, you know, pretty close to 7%. Jumped out of the gates. It did. Thank you. Um, Resolute Mining. Uh, and actually, that's probably a good segue to get into the, the buys of the day because Grange Resources, now that we're in the mining space, GRR. So it did something a little different. I asked our expert guests to just give us two buys right off the top and to tell us if they have some sort of an exit strategy for it. So Mark Gardner from Macro Capital chose Grange Resources and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital picked XREF. Take a listen. It's a really good high quality company. It does uh, iron ore concentrate and pellets. It's got a, a project in um, Tasmania and interested in a project in Western Australia as well. To be honest, I'm still happy to buy it here um, anywhere around the 70 mark, uh, particularly you know, for super accounts and et cetera, the franking credits might be, mm-hmm. might be very attractive. I'll put my money where my mouth is here. I own it with Merriweather Capital. It's one of our larger positions and I've actually recently been buying it. So these guys do a reference checking um, software platform. It's, it's quite a simple piece of software. I've sort of described it to, to people in the past, but um, you know, uh, got good scale with that platform, some real good blue chip clients, um, and I've seen some real explosive growth coming out of COVID. Well, they don't go in the portfolio, Scuddy. They just are buys. I just thought I'd be generous with some of no, our viewers. No, I, I love, it. I love change. I love a bit of a no, no change up on a Friday. We're a bit loose. And uh, here we go. A couple of buys that you could ponder for the portfolio. So yeah. I like it. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, Mark Gardner does a bit of technical and fundamental. So I know there are a few viewers out there that appreciated that as well, just for a change. Uh, so what else is happening out there, Scuddy? I mean, what do you, the, the Evergrande sort of downgrade coming from Fitch was a bit of a fizzle. Didn't mm-hmm. really have a big impact. Lots of that uh, uncertainty being priced into the market. Um, I, I suppose we've got a lot of economic data, macro picture happening here at home next week as well. Yeah, jobs report. Uh, also, the uh, MyEFO will be released. Uh, I also hear from RBA Governor uh, Phil Lowe from Wagga Wagga. Uh, so that's going to come the uh, the morning after the Fed meeting, which will be you know, interesting timing and uh, yeah, not uh, not inconsequential because I suspect he's uh, waiting to hear what the Fed says. Mm-hmm. They will probably go and make a little a few tweaks to his uh, his speech. Yeah, I think so because um, of course we don't hear from the RBA in an official capacity really until February. So if there was a chance for him to change or tweak any of that rhetoric, you know, this next week would be the time. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of question marks are going to be raised about the outlook for QE here in Australia. We know the Fed is likely almost certain actually now to go and start tapering at a faster pace. Uh, that will have implications for us. Uh, we know the RBA is going to be buying four billion worth of bonds per week uh, until uh, the February. But what is it going to do after that? And uh, I think he's going to not give the answer away, but he'll probably go and set the, uh, the signal 
to uh, the, what they're likely to do. I suspect that uh, they'll be ending it there and then in that February meeting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's a few um, great interviews you can access via the show notes. Top stock picks from Chris Conway for Marcus Today for 2022. Um, also, we ran that Ask the Expert series on the big picture this week, and we had great guests answering your questions. Today, it was Anthony Doyle from Fidelity International. Some good questions got thrown at him as well. You can access that via the show notes. It's uh, worth you know, 10, 15 minutes of your time. Uh, if you've got it over the weekend, which you may do, considering the weather I can see out the window here in Sydney. I mean, would it would it hurt to have a bit of sun, Scotty? I don't know. I was bloody on air at 10 o'clock and I made the comment. I said, oh, it's, it's nice to see a bright sunny day here in Sydney. And then literally I walked off at uh, you know, 11.40 and it was uh, it looked like it was snowing. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's been that I kind know. of year. I dare say it, someone in the, uh, the newsroom said to me, um, it actually feels like the Melbourne's like Melbourne. Yeah, it, it does. It has lately. Uh, look, it's going to be a good weekend. We've got the last call, which we're just uh, getting going right now. Um, we've got uh, a little bit of a Christmas party happening tomorrow as well. Yeah, there'll be no photos, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, okay, so tonight it is inflation. It is U.S. consumer confidence. It's really, really, really crucial reads uh, for the FOMC. You know, even that sentiment read. You can't underestimate that consumer sentiment read and... and uh, yeah. What it'll look like, you know, with the job situation, but then again, the Omicron backdrop. I mean, we're hearing more and more and more about Omicron and how it's impacting populations around the world here in, in New South Wales. Case counts are going up. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a live weekend. Yeah, and I, we haven't even discussed it, but we're supposed to get a lot more clarity when it comes to test results. We know that Pfizer and Biotech yeah. were out, uh, we're talking about three doses having no, no reason protection against Omicron, but we still don't have uh, no, a lot of information about the symptoms, the side effects. So we, we could even get that over the next 24 hours. So it's going to be you know, a lot of risk events for markets to navigate. And uh, yeah, a testy Friday session. Yeah, and then we'll see what happens with uh, crypto over the weekend. <laughs> Remember that last weekend? Look, anything can happen. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at 8.30 Monday to help you make sense of it all and get you ready for what's going to be a pretty uh, pretty busy week next week. Hope you all have a very lovely weekend. You too, Scotty. Bye. Bye.